This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, Julie John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to Slasher Radio. Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Bones. Cat Robert here. What's happening, guys? Rob's having a day. What's <laughs> up, Mikey? Mikey Bartholomew Bones. How you doing? Hey, good. Uh, Rob, you uh, you you were fresh out of a, a concert. I don't know if that was a concert, man. What do you mean you don't know if it was a concert? It was a concert. Uh, the music was played, but from the pictures you've tweeted and sent us in DMs, I don't seem like a cult gathering of some sort. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's there's a little bit of that going on. Yeah, I went soft fish tonight and uh, last night, and I'll go tomorrow night too. Yeah, um, are you guys gonna listen to the? Uh, well, patrons can listen to the the Easter egg content on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash slash radio tiers starting with lowest three dollars a month. You guys, you can listen to Rob describing his night. I don't think we should go through all of it again, Rob. But there were drugs involved. Um, you lost a woman. Mm-hmm. You, you there's a night. Yeah. 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 Okay. All this, all this happens between about six thirty and eleven thirty tonight. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I told, I told you, I'm going to drag you out to a fish show sometime, Mikey. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob wants to take me to a fish concert in Manhattan, and like I said, the, the, these these things, Rob, like drugs and and cult gatherings and all this stuff, it doesn't go great in you know the middle of New York City. Yeah, it works out fine, man. They play there all the time. It'll be fun. We're gonna we're gonna have a good time, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna come out of there a hippie. <laughs> okay, uh, fair enough. Yeah, you have long dreadnecks or dreadlocks, and yeah, yeah. it'll be cool. It did seem like uh, hippieville. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. I mean, a lot actually. <laughs> yeah, cat, you were thrown in the middle of this too. Don't think you're getting out of it. Oh no! I've got to hear contact live now. <laughs> oh, got to see the children's yeah, they, choir. No, they didn't have. They don't have. They don't bring children with them when they do it. They, <laughs> no, they didn't have children last night, but they played it last night. Twenty five thousand people lost their mind. Well, you guys are wrong about that song because it's awesome. All right. Uh, they played a lot of stuff off that album so far. Actually, I'm kind of surprised. From that's their first album. It's uh, weird when to come out. 1998 or 1988. Damn. Oh, yeah. Before I was born. Yeah. Kind of surprised. They played Fluffhead and uh, You Enjoy Myself. (laughs) What? 
Huh? They have a song called You Enjoy Myself. No wonder you like them. That sounds like some shit you would listen to. Well, it's uh, the name. I, I believe one of them in college worked at a restaurant, like in the kitchen. And he worked with like this guy who was a foreigner, didn't speak English all that well. And the guy was trying to ask him, do you like me? But instead he said, you enjoy myself? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah. But they do a whole thing. They got a choreographed dance routine on top of trampolines when they do that song. So it's cool. <laughs> what the fuck? And then, I don't yeah. know if they're going to be allowed to do that, but I, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then a, a glow stick war broke out, too. So people were throwing glow sticks all over the place. Did you get hit with one? No, I didn't. Not, not this time. I've been hit with glow sticks before at a fish show. And normally that's the kind of thing that make me really mad. But I told you, I, I'm a different person there. So I just I picked it up and I was like, oh, cool. And I just threw it. <laughs> You're stupid as hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. We have a, a cat pick this week. Mm-hmm. And, Catherine uh, Eleanor Valor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my name. <laughs> Stupid ass name. Uh, how do I get Bartholomew and she gets Eleanor? Like Eleanor's so much better. <laughs> What's wrong with Bartholomew? You can't even Probably say. I'm not like, the one that named you, Mikey. That's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael, Michael Bartholomew Bones, and you can uh, we can call you Bart. Son of a bitch. Barty. <sighs> Moving along. Uh, so we have that. We have that coming up. I'm very I'm looking forward to talking about this movie. Uh, obviously, we're doing X. Cat, uh, are you shaking and rumbling with excitement? I'm very excited to talk about X. Okay. Uh, I have been talking about X since I saw it. Uh, opening I, <laughs> midnight release since I saw X and I have no intention of stopping now. Yeah, I was really hoping doing an episode to get you to shut up about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> No, nope. Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot more things make sense that you've been saying since then. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna get into that shortly. We got to go through the news, and get you guys caught up on all the happenings of the the horror news when we hump the news with Rob. Hart. I mm-hmm. don't think the name of that segment gets enough attention. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really. See, Cat uh, and and everybody listening mostly, but. Uh, when humping the news with Rob Humphrey became a thing, uh, he had said it on a guest appearance mm-hmm. of the show, <laughs> and uh, it was funny. Like, I found it adorable. Ha ha, humping the news with Humphrey. Now, like, having to deal with him on a somewhat <laughs> daily basis to some degree, it, it damn it, man. How the fuck do you weasel the things that you weasel? I think that might have been the Tucker versus Dale episode. Could have been. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. But but yeah. you weren't. So, oh, what? We're going to give away the. Um, what are we giving away? Cookies? What the hell is that? <laughs> no. Uh, I wish we had cookies. Cookies would be pretty There's a, Oh, that's an ad. There's an ad for cookies. I was like, what are we oh. doing? All right. Oh, my screen. Yes. Uh, no. Yeah. We are giving away from my band box. I had uh, one, thanks to Kat. One attack of the killer <laughs> tomatoes pins and artwork. You would think I have it in front of me. I have no way of finding that out. Um, actually, I do. Hold on. Yeah. Are we supposed to fill Kent? Uh, I guess. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I'm not I wasn't sure expecting him to be gone that long. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't believe I 
I could just not do the show and you guys wouldn't notice. Yeah, we didn't even <laughs> notice you were gone. Okay, um, so there's artwork included. There was artwork included, and it is by Steve Jenix, and it's dead alive artwork. If you guys patrons watch the unboxing, you would see it. Uh, I might put out a, a picture of it. There probably will be a picture of it put out when you know we announce winners and everything on Twitter. Uh, but all right, guys, the wheel is ready to be spun. Um, let's see, Rob. What should we give away first, the pin or the or the artwork? Pin. Yeah, yeah. Do do the pin. Yeah, do the okay. pin. So let's see. Let's see who's going to win the pin. We got to shuffle the list up. Patrons only. And boom, we're spinning. Okay, we got Medusa winning the pin. Medusa. Congratulations. We got a Patreon named Medusa. Here we go. We had this conversation every time he gets brought up. He doesn't did pay we check to this. Did we, did we check to see if that's their legal name? Because I don't think it is. Technically, it doesn't have to be their legal name. I don't know. I don't know. Patreon's pretty strict. I don't think they're that strict. Um, all right. All right. So the pin has been given away. Congratulations, Medusa. Uh, this will be heading over your way sooner rather than later and uh now we're going to give away the dead alive artwork let's see who wins that one oh shit fucking great <laughs> unbelievable congratulations greg yeah congratulations there gregory did you just raise your hand yeah, I hadn't done that in a long time. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Congratulations, Greg. You, you know, this is bad. So now what we're doing here is we're rewarding Greg. Uh-huh. Essentially. We shouldn't be doing well, that. He, listen, no, he picked Return of the Living Dead. He deserves a reward. <sighs> Does he? Yeah, I think yeah, he deserves a, a reward for that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he did one good thing. He did try to vote for Morbius, but <laughs> Did he, uh, I don't, he claims he didn't. I don't know. Um, I don't trust him. Right. Yeah, me either. Uh, but either way, uh, congratulations, Medusa. Congratulations, Greg. Um, I didn't get my next band box yet. So, you know, we will wait and see what's along with that one. Rob, you're awaiting your uh, your mystery box too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I signed up for Horror Pack, but I have no idea when it's coming in. I don't know what their shipping schedule is or anything else or whatever. I'm supposed to get the June pack, so sometime this month, I assume. Yeah, it's it sucks when you sign up outside of, I guess, the shipping realm of these yeah. things because then you got to wait for the next month, and it's like then you got to wait for that to be shipped out. It's it's wait if you do it at the wrong time. Uh, speaking yeah. of timing, though, Patreon.com forward slash slash radio. That is how you can sign up for these giveaways when we do have them. Uh, support the show. We support you, and you get all kinds mm -hmm. of extra content. Obviously, horror merch. There are tiers where you will get slash radio merch. Uh, also, it is the beginning of the month when this episode drops. It'll be a little closer to the middle. It'll be about the seventh, eighth. Uh, so that's the best time to sign up for Patreon, guys. The billing cycle renews every month, so uh, you know you get mm -hmm. yourself a full month. Decide if you want to stick around or not. Hopefully, you do. yeah. 
Yeah, and you don't it's you get everything too. It's not just like the stuff from the date you sign up forward. Like you can go back and listen to all that old stuff. It's all yeah. up there. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. True. And I mean you could do all that in a month and then just unsubscribe if you want to screw us like that. You jerk. You don't, but you can, yeah. <laughs> you can't honest. stop you. Why don't you be cool? Yeah. If you did want to do if that was your plan, it would it would be a challenge to listen to all the content in just a month because you know you get an extra show every week you get easter egg content which is you know lengthy usually um like there's times where i'm like okay i gotta cut this off like it's fucking ridiculous uh so yeah you get a lot of stuff uh also you might want to plan ahead the slasherradio.com will more than likely be going bye-bye soon yeah so uh you know it, all of our episodes I, I i think spotify keeps all of them uh i don't know what you guys listen on uh, i do know there were a few people who listened on the website but spotify i know keeps everything uh itunes keeps a certain portion uh i, I don't think they keep everything on there uh but patreon.com forward slash slash radio you get all of the episodes every single one of them from beginning to end interviews all that stuff so well maybe start thinking about it like I said, tiers starting as low as three dollars a month. Yeah, and then and then uh, the next year up, you get the Lord help for y'all to you on Entertainment Network, and that's where you get great advice, like you know, sexy time with Rob and stuff. I'll help you out. <laughs> you do something, uh, Jake. Uh, recently, the most recent member to sign up for the Patreon. Uh, we thank you again, Jake. But uh, he was saying something about the sexy time. So he's just now he's in the situation we talked about. He is just signed up for the Patreon. He gets all the episodes of sexy time with Rob. No. Uh, yeah. Go back and Jake. You want to listen to that stuff. It'll help uh, you out, brother. Cat hmm. <laughs> was cat was going to sign up just to let Mr. Cat's boyfriend listen to all of it. So he can learn a thing or two. <laughs> well, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Let's not get carried away with that. I believe there's seven or eight episodes of Sexy Time with Rob. Um, oh, my God. Why? Yeah, we did that eight <laughs> times. And, Kat, I think you made me do one alone once. I don't remember. I did, yeah. So, uh, don't blame you, but... <laughs> yeah, you're lost, Kat. You're lost. Uh, sometimes when I know I'm not going to be here, I just like to throw the grenade in and... <laughs> you know, run and duck. Yeah. Uh, but you, as much as, as obnoxious as it is... It's it's funny as fuck though. Like I will admit, like there are times like when we record sexy time with Rob and the episode goes out, like I look forward to listen having recorded it, edited the damn thing, I still want to listen to it when it's all said and done. Like because they're usually pretty entertaining. Yeah, and you learn so much. Pass my wisdom on to you. Next we'll we'll be doing an episode soon about not losing the girl of the show. <laughs> I don't think you're qualified to speak on that. <laughs> You can tell you what not to do, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Ways to prevent, maybe. Uh, I don't know. But uh, all right, guys. Uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to talking about X. I, I know Cat is very much looking forward to it. So you want to get to the news so we can get closer to that? Drink roll call. Oh, let's get into the news. oh fuck me sideways. Yes. Drink roll call. But, uh, what are you drinking, Mikey? Iced tea. Huh? <laughs> just, just iced tea. Nothing special. Man, you put at least some sugar in it. Well, I mean, I got you know, I got the flavored stuff, like the lemon iced tea yeah. thing. But oh, okay, I'm I'm extremely high right now. I I uh-huh. took my gummy and I'm feeling great. I didn't want to overwhelm, and plus I was drinking right. 
last night actually i don't know if this counts or drink roll call i was drinking uh, i think it's called uh irish coffee or something yeah 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 with the walking dead uh whiskey what uh what you got going on cat i've just got wine again oh, out of the box out of the box sweet are you drinking sweet. it out of the box this week not this week no yeah. no I, I thought maybe after hearing contact you would <laughs> <laughs> With the head tilt. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I just I got uh I just got Diet Pepsi going on mm. over here. Yeah. All right. You wanna tell everybody what else you've been doing or tired enough? No, <laughs> no, no. We don't need to good idea. We don't need to talk about those things. No. Not no. on a free show. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash radio. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. I have to be careful with this fucking tweepy thing. It's got me following children. Um, what? <laughs> I just what? noticed somebody followed me. And I'm like, they look young. It's like a child. Well, what the hell? You're going to prison, Mike. I know. I unfollowed them now that I know. I didn't see them. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. You're uh, like, I don't I don't want to go see fish. We might get in trouble. And now you look <laughs> what you're doing. Right, yeah. The FBI's already got you from your IP address logged, dude. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Um, all right. So news, 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 news. Rob, you uh mm-hmm. you you kinda have something to do with this little article here. Uh, we have a couple mm-hmm. of NECA things, and you have expressed privately, but now I believe we should make it public. You are a figure guy, officially. I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's right of you to out me, Mikey. <laughs> but yes, I uh, I purchased I purchased uh, my first ever NECA figure, and I am uh, I'm I'm deeply in danger of becoming a figure guy. But yeah, this this thing figure was too sweet to pass up. Yeah, um, it's awesome. It's the 40th anniversary action figure, and it kind of recreates the the poster for it with the light. Yeah, thing. yeah. I wonder it's how they do from the do poster. That. I don't know batteries and everything. I ain't buying no batteries. You gotta buy batteries for it. I draw the line of batteries. Rob, come on! If you went this far, you're not gonna buy batteries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, draw a line somewhere. Take a stand, you know. I spent who knows what on this figure, but it don't work. <laughs> you know, I have oh. something, uh, a Walking Dead DVD collection. It doesn't count as a figure because it's not a figure, but it's uh, it's like a, uh, I forget, Negan had, no, the governor had it where it's like a fish tank full of zombie heads. Oh, he sure mm-hmm. did. He sure <laughs> did. And uh, that's what it is. It's like you put the DVDs in the side, but it's like you fill it with water and the zombie heads kind of like floating there. Really? Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but I wasn't going to put water in. I'd be afraid it would mess it all wet. Oh, no, I put water in it. It worked fine. Everything's yeah, good. Right. But yeah, mine don't light up like this. This one's, I'm jealous of this one. This one's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't pass it up. I, I liked it too much. Yeah, so you picked that one up. There is also NECA is uh, uh, they're releasing. I don't know if images or if this is out yet completely, but it's the 40th anniversary Creep Show figure collection. Hmm. 
It's got claws. I did on not it. see this one. Oh. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see this one on their on their web store when I was looking. But I went specifically. No, I went specifically looking for the thing. So, like, I, I didn't look around a lot. But yeah, that's cool looking. Yeah. Yeah, they do a really good job with all their stuff. I think. Yeah, if you're gonna get, I mean, that's where. You, oh, look, it comes with the pumpkin, the candle, different faces. I mean, they yeah. go above and beyond. Uh, speaking of creep show, uh, they will be launching a new comic book series starting this Halloween season. Really? Yeah. All right. I mean, so the show that was based on a comic book. Of the movie that was based on the comic book is now going to launch its own comic book. Man. Seems like it makes sense. It's a world, it's a whole new world we live in, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not a comic book guy, but. No. Nah. Although I did get a, a cool comic book, actually. I, I don't, it's not actually a comic book. I believe it's called a graphic novel. No. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks pretty cool. I can't remember the name of it, though. Damn it. It's. Har- Haro County or something? Is that right? Um, anyway, it looks really cool. I- I'm going to read through it. But it- it's a horror comic that looks pretty cool. Yeah, Greg Nicotero, um, a former guest on the show, has said I- he is very proud to see Creepshow find its rightful place on a comic book bookshelves everywhere. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it'll be good. Nicotero is just doing awesome things, but you can tell how excited he is to be doing this with Creep Show. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Maybe that's why Walking Dead kind of fell off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I wonder why I never picked up to begin with. Ignoring you. Next up, <laughs> Dermot um, Mulroney. I have no idea. Mulroney is, is is Dermot Mulroney. Okay, well, I have no idea who this guy is. Apparently, he's joined the cast of Scream 6. Yeah, I feel like he's in a lot of rom-coms. Yeah, I looked up his IMDb, and my best friend's wedding, uh, some movie called August, Young Guns, The Family Stone. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, uh, First of all, it's not just some movie called August. That's August Osage County, and it's really good. Um, but it's like a chick flick, yeah. Yeah, and I'm looking at Julia yeah. Roberts. Right now, yeah, he's in, he's in a lot of those kind of movies. Although younger, you know, it's a western. But anyway, yeah, he he's in a lot of uh, romantic comedies. And in 2022, The Virgin of Highland Park. <laughs> All right. What the fuck's he doing in my screen movie, man? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what they what they got planned. He was in Shameless. Like, what the hell is... Oh, he's in American Dad, too. An American Horror Story. I don't know. Was he the creepy dad from Murder House? 2017, Bob Thompson, Neighbors from Hell. So, no. Uh, But I don't know who that is. That is... Oh, what's that guy's name? No, it, it's not the same guy, but they, I think they have like similar names or something. Maybe that's why I, because like, yeah. I was going to ask if he was an American Horror Story because the name sounded familiar, but I couldn't, I could look him up like you did, I guess. Um, yeah. But I couldn't uh, think of anything I'd seen him in. 
you'd have to, because who the fuck? And you know, like blood is disgusting. Yes, Rob impressive. Did. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's Dylan McDermott. That's an American. Dylan that's McDermott. American horror story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is Dermot Mulrooney. Dermot Mulrooney. Yeah, he's in he's in a lot of a lot of he's in a lot of chick flicks. Yeah. He was in something called Daddy. 1987. I don't want to know what that was. But, yeah, I don't know. Bloody Disgusting posted it like it was this big deal. I don't know why. Okay. You better not fuck it up. <laughs> now, he's good. I, he'll, it'll be fine. Depending on what role they're giving. But I can't imagine. See, it can't be a huge role. I hope not. Yeah. No, I, I don't. Yeah, I was just thinking that, too. But I don't know how that would work. Um, but I guess I don't know if he's the killer I blame him I'm not going to blame the writers I'm not going to blame the directors just him yeah I've been seeing that a lot for American for American Horror Story for Scream 6 though where they're like look who we've got and it's like do I care about this (laughs) yeah yeah it does seem like they're stacking a lot and you know the last time they did that in the franchise were like Scream 2 it was really a lot of just that opening stuff where people die, you know what I mean? Before the movie even starts. It's just yeah. little cameos at the beginning. And Scream 4 also. Yeah, Scream 4, I was going to say, yeah, they did that a lot with that opening. So, um, you know, it, who knows? We will see. I wouldn't worry too much about it, Mike. I think Six Cream's in good hands. It's not Six Cream. It's Five Cream 2, come on. It's not Five Cream 2. <laughs> Get serious. <laughs> what the hell lately man come on sorry i don't know guys she picked a, a song that rob literally said will annoy <laughs> me and she picked that one she had a choice and she chose evil right i was already on a path of violence for killer bees yeah, i had to keep it going that's true <laughs> um all right next up apparently there is a quote massive image gallery for that was released for Jurassic World Dominion man when's this motherfucker coming out June 10th I cannot wait to see this damn movie alright I mean it's got people and dinosaurs right why are you so negative about this I mean I mean I'm not negative I'll see it I mean it's gonna be dinosaurs eat people I'm down for that but after that I mean that last movie was so bad it wasn't that bad as far as it's terrible, it is the worst one in the franchise. That's Was that true. the eBay one? Yeah, yeah, that, that's dinosaur eBay. It's not the worst in the franchise. It might be. Well, right? three, three is pretty bad, but no, two is by far the worst. In the no, the Lost World can be. You, how can you even say that? It's got Vince Vaughn. I know that that typically goes against. I understand, but still, this, this thing's cool. Look, I mean, this dinosaur's got feathers and shit. Yeah, oh. I don't know about that. There's a practical effect too. Look at that. Oh. Nothing. Yeah, I mean I'll see it, but you know they're gonna have to do a lot to recover from that last one. It wasn't horrible. It's terrible. Seriously though, that is fucking incredible. I love dinosaurs so much. Um, all right, we have some Stephen King news. Ooh. Pretty interesting. Uh, Stephen King reveals upcoming novella Rattlesnakes is a sequel to Cujo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had read that. I thought it was a joke. Really? Oh, no. 
Apparently it's real. What did, what did you know about a cat? Because I don't really know anything about it. I didn't either. I saw someone talking about a Rattlesnake's Cujo sequel, and I seriously, I thought it was, I thought someone was making a dumb joke. Oh. That just doesn't sound real. I didn't, like, click through or read the thing. Now I kind of wish I had. <laughs> well, damn. Is it, like, a rabid snake? Well... <laughs> <laughs> He's got to cash in on all the sequels now. That's where he's at. That's we Mr. Sleep and now this. Hopefully Maximum Overdrive 2 next. Oh, God <laughs> almighty. Um, yeah, that... Man. What? Okay. Why does it have to be a sequel to Cujo? Why? Why can't we just leave Cujo alone and do something new? Right, like Stephen King can do whatever the fuck he wants. No one's gonna. No one has told him no in so long that he doesn't know if his books are good ideas anymore. Uh, and I don't. <laughs> but I mean, but we in need reality, a little bit. What if he's? What if he's just out of ideas? The man has written a lot of books. But rattlesnakes are already so different because they're <laughs> they're already a killer item. They don't need rabies. It doesn't have are to they... have a connection to. And and are are rattlesnakes? Populous in Maine? I, I don't know. They are in Colorado, right? I think so. I don't know. I don't know if they're. I don't know that they're in Maine. The the one other state that he writes stuff in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it could. He could do that. I guess. Well, uh, Stephen King himself said, uh, "I just wrote a long story called Rattlesnakes, and it involves at one part uh, twins who are only four years old." falling into a rattlesnake pit and the Ooh. snakes get him it's a terrible scene alright thank god he's Stephen King and he doesn't have to like promote his own books anymore <laughs> cause goddamn, <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with Cujo though like don't just name it don't make it a sequel to Cujo just because it's another animal killing people I will promise you this, Mikey. If they ever make it into a movie, I will go see the movie and then tell you because I'm sure not going to read the book. No, nah, me either. Yeah. I'm um, probably going to read the book. I <laughs> I keep saying I'm going to quit Stephen King books because uh, mm -hmm. it's embarrassing Like, what percentage of my personal library is all Stephen King. I complain about it when I see it at like Barnes & Noble because uh, I feel like people know to go and ask for Stephen King books, but he still has like half of the horror section. Uh, but yeah. I'm also part of the problem because I keep buying and reading a bunch of Stephen King books. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know how to quit, though, is the thing. You know? Man, that pisses me off. I really like Cujo. I think we should do Cujo sooner than later on here. Um, man. I, yeah. Cujo's good. Yeah, I rewatched it after the D. Wallace interview we had, and God, man, that's such a good movie. What the fuck is he doing? Like, uh, that, Dad, I think that's the problem. No one tells him no one. But he's not rewriting the movie, Mike. He's rewriting. He's just writing a sequel to the book. I know, but still, why? Don't do anything. Like, it's just, it doesn't make sense. As much like, if it made sense and it was dumb, I could be like, oh well, you know, it's Stephen King. But this makes no fucking sense. I don't. I mean, so a lot of people got really mad when Doctor Sleep came out because they're like, "Why would you do this to The Shining? It's about energy. It's about psychic vampires. Why would you even need to do this?" And like, fair. But also, I liked Doctor Sleep more than I liked The Shining. Maybe Rattlesnakes is gonna be a masterpiece, and we just 
<laughs> Maybe it will. I'm not need saying... to forget that it's connected to Cujo. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. Like, why couldn't Doctor Sleep have been his own thing? You know, uh, if well... that's the case, why can't Rattle just make some called rattlesnakes? Don't fucking mention Cujo. I don't know. It's <laughs> annoying. If it involves rabies, he should call it rab rabid snake. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Rabbit Snake sounds like a movie that you and I would get really excited about and Mike yeah. would tell us we couldn't watch on the show. <laughs> no, I mean, hey man, if it's written by Stephen King, come on. Yeah, well then how come we haven't done Maximum Overdrive? I don't know what I would talk about with Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> you talk about how brilliant it is. Uh, we could just uh, get Rob high and let him talk about Maximum Overdrive for an hour. Be careful what might happen tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next part of this, this Stephen King news is Stephen King has been quoted saying, I have no future of Pennywise. Uh, the Stephen King on the future of Pennywise. I have no intention of going back to it. Good. Yeah. That's a good impulse. Keep that. <laughs> Yeah. You know the thing about it, um, for the book nerds in this <laughs> that listen to us, uh, it is kind of like its own sequel, because I had this experience. I thought I was kind of alone in this for a long time, where it's like I read it as a child and then I read it again as an adult, and but that seems to be like a pretty universal Stephen King experience that like a lot of people have had uh, like a lot of book nerds have read this twice and it really does strike you differently the second time it feels like a new set of characters once you're older um, and I would kind of hate to see it I pick on the book a lot because um, of the child orgy I feel like it deserves to be picked on a lot but it, it is a really powerful experience to kind of have that growing up with the characters, you know? I yeah. I would hate to see that be ruined with another thing. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, a little bit of context here. I guess uh, th this is, he did an interview with uh, the Losers Club, and uh, all this was brought up on there. Stop raising your hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, I did not know this. There is uh, a series that's going to HBO Max called Welcome to Derry. Yeah. Yeah, you know about Yeah. Uh, so this is why it came up. And uh, Stephen King uh, said that uh, he does not have a relationship to Pennywise now uh, because I have no intention of going back to it. It's in the hands of the people who are doing this. Uh, some guy, Andy and Barbara... Uh, are going to do Welcome to Derry, and they're talking. Uh, they're talking about it anyway. So uh, he also said that they have some short, some sort of handshake deal with HBO <laughs> Max. So I don't know what the hell that means, but uh, huh? Uh, I, I, he also he also says that he thought that, it, that there's talks about it being a prequel. I hope that it's not a prequel. <sighs> but that being said, if HBO Max does a show. I'm gonna watch it. I I trust HBO Max for the most part. Have I been muted since we started this whole thing? Uh yes. Okay. <laughs> I've been throwing out all Just sorts of great insights. Just since the Stephen insight. King stuff. When we yeah. figured you were <laughs> eating another cheeseburger. <laughs> no, I'm done with the cheeseburgers. But I um, I didn't realize I was muted, so I've just been sitting here talking to myself. <laughs> well, what did you have to say about this one? I don't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> See, you are a professional. Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, it's gonna be huge whenever this comes out. Uh, uh, I'm sure it'll take it'll be, have a, a very Stranger Things feel. Everybody's fucking talking about now. So. In which case, I might not want to yeah. stick it out very long. Stupid yeah, I think I, I think everybody's getting tired of the kids on bikes. <laughs> well, this is the original kids on bikes almost. Yeah, I mean, it's got that Spielberg. I mean, Spielberg really sort of created that whole thing, but that's fair. Um, yeah, when when they brought Stranger Things on, that really brought the whole thing back. But I think at this point, people just get tired of it. It's been over. It's been done to death. And, yeah, I was trying know. to talk to someone about that the other day, and it's like I think that's maybe why I didn't like Stranger Things because I think at that point in time I was already kind of burnt out on the '80s nostalgia, and then it got so big, and I didn't finish the first season. And it's not that it was a bad show. It's just like I don't want to watch it, really. You know? Yeah, I am. Um, I've watched all of it, but um, even the like new I... movie length. No, I haven't season? watched. I haven't watched the new stuff yet. The, um, I watched the first three seasons, um, and I liked the first one. I thought was okay. The second one is terrible. The third season is actually really good. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to having time to sit down and watch the fourth. I just haven't yet. Hmm. Well, you put Pennywise on a screen. People will watch it. As we yeah, I mean, th one. this show has the potential to welcome to Dairy has the, the potential to be really good. I just don't know what it will be. I don't think it does. And I say that because if they do go prequel, which they probably will, uh... I think the part of it that that the worst part of it was when you kind of showed us what Pennywise was and he turned yeah. into the giant fucking spider weird looking thing. Uh, I think he's scarier as just a clown, even though obviously it's not what he is. But, you know, how do you do a prequel? Like what the fuck? Well, I think I think it might be fun that what the prequel could or what they could do with the show the prequel is to be fun is to go back to some of the other dairy tragedies we've heard about in it, you know, um, because they, the kid in the library and it discovers that, you know, what is it every 27 years or whatever, no. um, something horrible happens in dairy and, you know, and there's like pictures and, and he finds stories in the library about these, these tragedies that happen. So going back and revisiting some of those, I think is the, is the best way to make this grow. But I don't know what their plans are. I don't know, man. No. What if they try and do some like John Wayne Gacy type thing? Yeah, that'll be dumb. What? Well, like <laughs> yeah. if he was like a clown before he died or something, and he got transferred into this, you know? Yeah, no. I that don't sounds want like a that. plot of American Horror Story. It does. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that. Yeah, I don't, if they try to come up with too much of their own stuff, it's going to be awful. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So That's I think why... the closer they they stick to the original, the better off they'll be by just going back and revisiting those old tragedies. And it would be kind of interesting to watch. Mm. I don't know. Cat's like my anti-it buddy or anything past the original, and I like that because a lot of people yeah, are into it. I don't love uh, any of the new stuff, but I do, like I said, I trust HBO Max. I'm going to give it a shot. I, if it runs for too long, I th I think all of the shows that I've not liked on HBO Max have been because they've, like, run for a long time and, you know, they kind of burnt themselves out. 
I think <laughs> if it's just like one season, HBO Max can handle it. If it's six episodes, it's going to be really good. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> um, Alright, so that's it for the news. I don't have shit else. We will take a quick break and we will be right back with Cats. Maybe favorite movie of all time, X. We're doing Jack Frost? You know my favorite movie of all time is Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> well, that's why I said maybe. That, yeah, Cat, that does it. Can you clarify? Is it still Cabin in the Woods or? Uh, it is. It's still Cabin in the Woods. This is the the thing that made Cabin in the Woods my favorite movie of all time is how long I liked it critically. I will say X is one of my top three favorite movies of all time. Top three, top four. It's like it's climbing up there. Yeah. Cabin in the Woods, Jack Frost, and X. Yeah. In that order. <laughs> it's got to be Jack Frost, Cabin in the Woods. Uh, <laughs> uh, is bad CGI sharks in that top four anywhere, Cat? It's not. It's oh, um. God. It's Cabin in the Woods, uh, X, Shaun of the Dead, and Martyrs. Okay. Not Jaws the Revenge? <laughs> not Jaws the Revenge. Do you know he's still going on about that, Greg, on Twitter? I know, I know he is. I is know he? he is. He invited me to his live chat tonight on TikTok when I was at the concert, so I didn't no. join in that nonsense. But I, I imagine that's all he's talking about. It was like he probably did a two-hour thing, and it was just him ranting about Jaws the Revenge. Tell you that that naked man hitting the keyboards look better and better. I, <laughs> I tweeted something saying like, "What's the most important horror movie?" I don't know. Whatever I tweeted, trying to get you know interaction and everything, people talking. And uh, <laughs> Jake said Jaws, and he put in parentheses the original. I'm like, it's <laughs> sad we have to clarify that now, don't we? Greg jumped yeah. right in there. Unbelievable. Anyway, we're not talking about Jaws. We're talking about X. Cat, uh, you kind of threatened me a little bit. I did. Um, yeah, in our little chat group. And uh, we were kind of joking about watching X at first, and then I found out um, I had just bought a copy of X, and we were kind of joking around about watching it. And then I found out that the Blu-ray was coming out, and it's like, I can't really justify buying a second copy of this unless we do it for the show. So I got really aggressive about doing X this week. So that's why you wanted to do it. Yeah, that's why I wanted to do it this week specifically. I've always, I, you know, since I saw it, it's like, this is going to make a really good episode for the show, I think. Because there's a lot to talk about with it. Yeah. Uh, um, we usually don't do movies this new. So anyone who's not familiar with us, there's going to be spoilers thrown everywhere uh, carelessly. And, yeah. you know, that that's how we do it. So... If you haven't seen X yet and you don't want to spoil, go watch that and then come back and listen to this. Uh, uh, if you're someone that knows me personally, text me. I've got the Blu-ray. I will show up at your house. <laughs> strange movie to show up at someone's house with, but okay. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know much anything about this movie. Uh, Rob and Kat have have dropped things here and there about it, and apparently they, they told me that there was a good amount of fucking in this movie. There was. <laughs> 
Uh, I didn't know this was a movie about making the porn. So, uh, uh, Rob, we know how Cat feels about it. What are, What are your thoughts on that? Huh? <laughs> good, good, good enough. So, um, you, what are your we uh, not, Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was afraid because I saw this movie in theaters and that was the I, I just saw it once. So um, I was excited to rewatch it. But also at the same time, I was a little nervous because the rewatch has been biting me on movies. Mm. And, you know, I was like, wow, what if I watch X and it's not as good as I remember? So I was kind of nervous going into here. But, I, you know, I like it. It's a really good movie. Okay. I was a little bit worried about that also because this would not be the first time I got really excited to do a movie that I knew Rob was going to have my back on and then Rob rewatches it and it's like, <laughs> mm, I don't know. <laughs> when did he yeah. do that? I forget. A hush. <laughs> yeah, hush. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I think it's I happened know. more than once, but that was the one that really burned me. <laughs> yeah, he was a bummer. Yeah, that movie sucked. Oh. <laughs> See? See what I mean? <laughs> even meaner to it now would you watch it again what the hell? <laughs> no not yet but maybe one day <laughs> jesus christ uh all right so i forget what episode it was on it might have been on when we did the texas chainsaw remake uh cat had said that it was somewhere around that episode you said that x was probably the best texas chainsaw remake or something like that X was the Texas Chainsaw remake that I wanted, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, some of that in there, yeah. Uh, I see why now. Uh, but I will say this. I, I like this movie. This is a really good movie. Uh, it's it's a great movie in certain spots. <laughs> you pervert. <laughs> well, no, it, I didn't mean that, but yeah, it was a really, really good movie. In spot. <laughs> but no, it, it was a great movie in certain spots. But it 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 wasn't always that movie throughout. And I think that the only problem, if I had to point out something with this movie, is it went stretches that might have been a little too long without. But I see what they were doing at the same time. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Which is, it's... I tried to time it, and I don't think I wrote the actual timestamp down. Let me grab my notes. Uh, but it's like almost 50 minutes into the movie yeah. before it gets I, I think there's enough I think it's got enough slow burn elements I think especially with the editing and the gore like there and the beginning also uh, I think there was enough of that time spent foreshadowing for me that it it doesn't bother me at all uh, I think they use that time really really well but like we were talking about in um chat before we started this uh like over the weekend i understand that this is not a movie that is for everyone and that whole 50 minute mark is kind of why like it's that's kind of a long time for a slasher movie to not have any slashing in it you know yeah, yeah. which i wouldn't I mean, really but... call this a slasher movie but it's it's paying homage to like the the 70s grindhouse and they did they were not this slow <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and um, I, I think that's the kind of because the type of movie it is doesn't add up. But I I feel like you know it it doesn't it you can be a hybrid, which is what I think this movie wanted. You know, it was paying oh, 
homage to stuff like that, but I think it was very aware that it it will it was doing its own thing. And I think that's something um I think it's something that really struck me. It was one of the reasons why I was so impressed with it in the theater because yeah, I saw the trailer for it and it's like it's got <laughs> Uh, Britney Snow walking around and then it's like you can make a good dirty movie and I was like oh I'm gonna watch this Uh, but (laughs) I'm sitting in the theater actually watching it and it's like this is I because it combined you know they do very much like that late 70s grindhouse splatter punk over the top violence but they also um like I think in the editing and in the soundtrack and the sound design, there is a lot of that like French avant-garde style of editing, uh, which they kind of point out even in the movie itself that they, you know, wanted to be a little bit more highbrow in that regard. And I, those are two of my favorite genres of film that I had not ever expected to see combined so seamlessly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um I I also feel what worked in this movie's favor is the beginning, like the open where you know you see all the bodies they're walking through. Very, very Texas chainsaw. Oh yeah. Extremely Texas chainsaw. And uh two things with that. One, uh I think that kind of held you over. And plus the you know, that 15 minutes of nothing. I don't mean nothing, but no horror. Uh it held you over with that and also that was entertaining what was going on in the middle between it so you don't get too mad uh also that's the big point that that part is when they're setting up the story and all the characters at the beginning of this movie it's still entertaining Mm -hmm. right like it's not it's not dull it's not boring ty west is sort of the master at that he does a great job in his movies of creating characters and also recreating eras i mean if you've seen House of the Devil, that movie looks like it was lifted right out of 1983. <laughs> uh, and I think, especially with the beginning, just because I, it felt like, I never felt like it was not a horror movie. Like, even at the beginning where they're making a porno, it's like, I felt, because I went in expecting it to be very violent and over the top the entire time, you know, and they have that Texas chainsaw style beginning. And then it felt like a slow burn horror movie. Like the horror is a lot more subtle, but it's there throughout. And, you know, again, at that mark where the actual killing starts, it's like, oh yeah, that's the movie I was here to see, you know, cause yeah. I was just, I was very engrossed in what was going on even before that. Yeah. It felt very ominous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. There's slow burns, and then there's stuff like this, and that, I'm, I don't say that necessarily in a negative way. I just think this was a little too slow to be a slow burn, but that's okay, dude. I I truly think if you sat Ty West down, like he wouldn't blink at that, like he wouldn't give a fuck. Be like, you know, yeah, this is what we made. And I I hate when movies get thrown in certain things, and it's like, man. Like, th- this is such a, they did so many different things here to make it unique that it's like, it, it's its own thing. Like, it doesn't have to play by any rules of anything in particular. And another thing, like, why the fuck can't movies, like, is it, I'd imagine it's difficult, but is it really, truly that fucking hard to recreate a feel? Like, dude, th- this looked like, if, if you were to blindfold me and just showed me that, I would, like, uh, 
in January, I would have thought that was the trailer for the Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was, I would have thought that that might have been extra scenes that was like digitally upgraded to 4K or whatever from the original. Like it was that fucking good. Why yeah. can't movies do that? When they're trying to like, you see movies that they're trying to make it gritty and they're trying like Texas Chainsaw, and it looks like <laughs> fucking, I don't know, Pretty Woman or something. Like it's like what the fuck is that? Phenomenal job with that. Yeah, yeah, he did a great job with that. But again, that's something he's done a lot of. Like, I mean, House of the Devil is stylized just like a movie from nineteen from the early eighties. I mean, it's I incredible, and um, he does a great job recreating that. Uh, that that sort of feel with that film and now with this one he just knocks it out of the park again you're making me want to watch that now i would like to see I don't it know again if like it huh? it's it's good so i don't know if you'll like it we're sitting here agreeing on this shame on you yeah it's it's a really long slow burn house of the devil i mean oh. it, it, so not as much as his, his other movie the innkeepers but um it's still a pretty slow burn but if it's good i don't mind like slow burns aren't bad it's just a lot of movies go oh we're a slow burn but like no dude everything is boring until i get to you know entertaining killing stuff that's not a slow burn your movie sucks and it's boring (laughs) like you can't save it with shit at the end i cannot wait for you to watch hereditary (laughs) i just can't fucking wait (laughs) I should I should go against my own morals and dignity and just side with Rob for how you've been treating me the last few days. Yes, <laughs> I should. Um, but no, uh, no it, I'm not getting involved. I'm in a good place. <laughs> Imagine if we had new hereditary this week, huh? Uh, <laughs> he would not be in as good of a place. Yeah, no, he'd be screaming at us. Uh, you know, another thing, another moment when. Uh, th- th- this scene was phenomenal for several reasons, but uh, when Homegirl, I forget her name, is going out to swim in the lake. Maxine. Mm-hmm. Maxine. Yeah, that shot. That aerial shot. Fucking it's phenomenal. gorgeous. It's amazing. Yeah. But it also felt like before she got in the water, when she was like, at that dude, that looked, that was Friday the 13th. Did you yeah. not get that vibe from it? Like yeah. this guy, Ty West, like, I, and again, I'm not very familiar with his his movies. This might have been the first I've seen, maybe. Uh, but God, man, he can like I don't know if he was doing that intentionally. He can set a mood. Yeah, yeah, and I, I will say one Ty West movie you won't see because he his uh he has a small role in Your Neck, but we'll never do that on the show. <laughs> no, no, um, Your Neck's bad. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it's um. The, the his ability to grab styles from from other movies and other eras and, and make them look authentic is incredible. Um, and and yeah, I I, absolutely, I love that overhead shot of the oh, pond yeah. too when she's he's going for a swim. And there's also the shot that is almost a direct homage to the shot in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, mm-hmm. where it's the camera's low and looking up at the house and the girls walking in front of the camera. Oh, Except yeah. in this one. In this movie, it's the opposite of that. Maxine is running towards the camera, which right. is sort of interesting. Um, but the shot is, I mean, it looks almost identical. Yeah. You know, just the way it's framed and everything is great. There was a scene, a shot inside the house, too, and I can't remember exactly what it was. 
it just screamed Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, was that a shot down the hallway? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think they did that a couple of different times in this movie. Man. I, but see, I, that's my point. It can't be that fucking hard. I can see maybe not doing it great, but like some movies just don't even get close. It's like it can't be that hard. I I think part of the problem is that not all directors are Ty West. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he just has he's he's very talented and, and he does that very well. Um so, and it's I was just excited when I saw the the trailer for this movie in, in the theaters. I was just excited to get a new Ty West horror movie. It, it's been a while. I seriously, I, and this might be part of the reason I loved it so much. I was really just going into this expecting it to be like dumb slasher over the top nonsense, because that's very much how the trailer made it look. Uh, and the fact that it gave me feelings like was very unexpected. It was like a nice little, but it did that without depriving me of all of the stuff that I was there to see, you know? Yeah, and I think, um, you know, it spends a lot of time at the beginning of the movie before we get to that first real kill. Um, but he's creating, he's, you know, recreating a, a 70s film. And uh, he's also telling, I mean, the story that he's telling there is just interesting enough, you know, uh, because the characters are also, I think, interesting. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was, I was kind of surprised by that the first time I saw it was how, how interesting these characters were because I think in the hands of a lesser director, it would have been easier just to make them all stereotypes that we all know from, from slasher movies. It would have been Um, really easy to do that. And I think I, I'm so glad that this didn't happen, but I think a lot of directors would have taken the time period as kind of a pass, you know, mm because when you look back at, uh, I hate to say it, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre, (laughs) uh, you know, we, weren't necessarily in that because we cared a lot about the characters, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that the fact that we do in this movie is that it, it helps a lot. Yeah. And not yeah, just, and... not just the protagonists either. Like I feel bad for Pearl, which right. makes it just a wild. And um, there's a Joe Hill quote that I really like uh, where it, it talks about, uh, like horror is rooted in sympathy, mm. you know? And, and I think the mm-hmm. fact that you feel as bad as you do for Pearl makes this a lot scarier. I, I think probably a lot of people are afraid of aging. Uh, and mm-hmm. there haven't been a lot of horror movies that have been able to tap into that seriously. Like there have been a lot of uh, joke movies that have kind of played with those themes. But this one just like really tapped into something here. Well, I mean, to yeah. be fair, you're gonna feel bad for Pearl. What what's her husband's name? Howard. Howard. I feel yeah, bad Howard, for him yeah. too. Dude can't get it up. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> fucked up. Heart might stop. Heart might stop. It's even worse. Yeah, that, yeah <laughs> that might be worse. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, it would have been so much easier to take these characters and turn them into the stereotypes and just had Britney Snow's character just be, you know, real bitchy all the time. And she's not. She's, yeah. You see scenes of her being very nice, um, especially point. when she's dealing with Pearl um, just before she gets killed. She's very nice to Pearl. 
at first oh. anyway until Pearl calls her a whore and then everything breaks <laughs> down. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she starts off being very nice to Pearl. Usually, um, reaction you get. From she them. also. Yeah. I'm glad. In a weird way, uh, I'm really glad that we're doing this movie for Pride Month. If they would sell t-shirts, if they would sell rainbow t-shirts that said, it's all disco, I would buy the <laughs> fuck out of that. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I mean, you're, but, you know, that's a great They could have made, characters. yeah, I mean, they could have taken that uh, Wayne, you know, who's who's the producer of the movie or whatever, and, and he could have just been you know most movies i think would have just made him made him like a you know just a real jerk and you know a real sleazy kind of guy you know just because that's easy but i don't think wayne comes off that way in in this movie um which is interesting i mean there's a couple of things he says where you're kind of like all right well maybe wayne but um what i actually really like about that is because wayne seems like very charming for most of the movie i i like because uh, it would have been easy to make everyone uh, very two-dimensional, to kind of make everyone out to be jerks uh, also would have been very easy. No one is perfect. They struck like a very good middle ground for people. And Wayne is really interesting because he does seem very much like a charmer. But there's also just that line in there somewhere that makes him feel more well-rounded. That whole like, you know... um. Oh, hey, I guys. hate to tell you, but none of them are nice girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, there's just enough edge where it's like, you don't feel like he's being phony. <laughs> you feel like this really is the level of nice that he's been able to attain in his lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, yeah, I like that too. The, the where he says, uh, yeah, uh, I you know you you haven't been forty two but I have been twenty three so listen to me <laughs> you know right. and also I think the l- least likable character um except for arguably Howard I think maybe the least likable character in the whole movie is R J uh and yeah. even he has a couple moments where you feel bad for him you know like and you get to see him be really sensitive uh which is mm-hmm. not something that we usually see for like he cries in the shower. And and then yeah. you feel kind of like a jerk for not liking him. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of he does he comes off, um, you know, part of is that sort of just pretentious film school idiot that you want to slap. Yeah. Um, he comes across as is that, and and you know he's not. Uh, I don't know he's the world's best boyfriend. Um, <laughs> it, is is sort of the feeling that that you get, but yet when she says she wants to be in the movie. You know, he tries to put his foot down, but he goes all he goes about it all the wrong, wrong way. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you still feel bad for the guy. Um, so yeah, he I would agree though. Other than Howard, he is the least likable character in this movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I did feel terrible yeah. for the guy though, man. Like, holy shit. Yeah, like Rob said, I mean, he did go about it all the wrong way. True, but shit, that is fucking. <laughs> What a situation they put like I, I, I was I was talking to a friend of mine while I was watching this and I laughed my ass off when she said I want to see him with him and he went what <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite parts of the whole movie because it comes after uh Bobby Lynn's rendition of landslide which is mm-hmm. just I I don't think I've ever teared up so consistently in a horror movie as watching that scene uh and yeah. then just immediately like i want to be in the movie what 
No. Yeah. I, I think that the I think the landslide thing is another just another example of how this movie could have gone wrong if it was given to a lesser filmmaker. Because that could have come off as really just corny and, and dumb, but I think it's really great. The way that it was and I hate edited. That song. I hate well, that song and it's made me like it. I fucking hated that song so much. Um and yeah, it's got a soft spot in my heart now. <laughs> like I was yeah, kind of disappointed yeah. it wasn't on the vinyl that I yeah. bought because it's like, man. Yeah, but she she might as well have just said, I wanna fuck him. It's like yeah. damn. But I love and in the landslide, because there there are so many parallels and a lot of them are like very obvious where it's, you know, Bobby Lynn singing about getting older and then it's, you know, Pearl taking off her makeup and it's very, you know, sad and heartfelt. But there's a lot of foreshadowing in there as well leading into the it's not like it just came out of nowhere, like the comedic timing timing was very, very perfect for it, but it didn't come out of nowhere because you can see there's a side by side shot during the song that's got uh, Lorraine and RJ and he's smile. And it's during the line um, about I've built my life around you and you can see RJ smiles and Lorraine looks so sad and despondent. And it's like, you can tell she wants more generally speaking, you know, and he's just kind of charmed by the moment. And it, the, the foreshadowing in this movie is impeccable. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, you see, I like I noticed that uh, this time when when they're having the argument after Jenna Ortega's character, whose name I can never remember. Um, it's because they keep calling her Church Mouse. Yeah, yeah, they call her Church Church Mouse most of the time, but I believe she does actually have a name, right? Lorraine. Anyway, oh, that's Lorraine. Okay, yeah. Um, it, it's interesting how the couples are situated in in that in that scene because the both the other couples are sitting together and like, you know, leaning on each other or whatever. And they're sitting in two separate chairs, Lorraine and RJ, right. uh, you know, very much separated from each other. It's an interesting, just an interesting way they set that up. I laughed my ass off, man. <laughs> <laughs> Another good life when uh, dude went outside to talk to him after that, to kind of try and calm him down. Like, and if she's serious about that and he looks in the window and goes, which I think she is. <laughs> and then they have, yeah. fucking, and then they have dude doing pushups next to the bed. Like, dude, that's up, man. Like, that's him. I've never, ever, ever, ever seen anybody do pushups before Poom Poom time ever in my no. life. I, that's got to be a pretty common thing in the porn industry, though, right? Because it gets you like all sweaty and your muscles get all hard it. and you look your best but could you imagine yeah. like imagine walking <laughs> in a bedroom and you got two people prettying up your girlfriend to you know go do this thing with this guy and he's doing push-ups and i'm like hey, what are you gonna do <laughs> jesus christ but yeah no uh, it was, it, but no at, at the same time as, as funny as it was it was hilarious God, man, my heart broke for that guy. Like, is that you put yourself in the situation? You're like, damn, I mm-hmm. could never, ever, ever, ever. No, 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 it's... no, no. Uh-uh. And he's got to. I mean, dude's got dude's stare gotta stand at it. there and what like, and, yeah. and film it. <laughs> yes, not only be in the room, stare at his job is yeah. to look at it. And yeah. you feel I, <laughs> he kind of de- like. I don't. I'm not gonna say he deserves it, but it it is kind of he goads her into it. It's not that he 
it's yeah. not just that he brought her along it's that like anytime she had anything to say about it you know there's that whole when did you become such a prude thing that she kind of throws back right in his face right before she goes in be careful what you wish yeah. for and it's like yeah i mean yeah, yeah. but who yeah. would spam me jeez man but that's that shit what <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you see that bad kid cutty swinging holy shit man that was fucking phenomenal but that and not only that like they i i also like we talk about a lot imagination you know because a lot of people can relate to that everybody can relate to that situation with their significant other and that, that you know most people will be in the on the side of it being very very difficult to do that so you already feel for him. You're like, damn, and it's about to happen. And you see the thing in his eye, which is was done phenomenally, too, by the way. And then it just cuts. And they yeah. didn't even show it. And that's so much yeah. better because any pain he could have portrayed, which he did a phenomenal job of in that shower scene. But it, in that moment, it would your brain does even better. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what the hell could he have done to that girl in front of this poor guy? Like, <laughs> you know, it, it, nothing they could have done would have matched your imagination. And that might be why we're still we're talking about the scene as much as we are, because it was so powerful and in our heads made it even more powerful. No. Also, yeah. uh, this is just like my my random uh, cat's PSA break. But ladies. If you want to be in a porno, just like talk to your boyfriend about it. Give him at least 24 hours notice, yeah, right? Please. Like let him sleep on it at least, especially if he's going to be the one filming it. Oh, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what she did, but it could have been handled better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She woman's allowed to do what she wants to do, but God damn, man. <laughs> just I'm like if you don't want to break up, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. give him that notice. Yeah. 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 Also, if you do want to break up, I guess, like, choose your time better. <laughs> if you do want to break up, don't say shit. <laughs> and just be like, hey, scene time. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, no, no, but uh, damn, man, that that was. A, and and that's what set up the entire, you know, go time for yeah, you know, the killing and everything. And I think it makes their situation a lot more because. You know, that first kill can always, it can be kind of like hit or miss where it's like, Mm -hmm, what is the dynamic that's being set up when the killing starts? But RJ being heartbroken and leaving, you know, where it's like he was going to strand them there. And I honestly just, as someone that has seen a lot of lower class slasher movies, Mm -hmm. uh, typically I like, I thought he was going to either like something was going to get him like, uh, on the road you know like there's going to be some kind of tire trap or whatever like he was going to escape and then not be there for the rest of the action or i was i was prepared to be disappointed a little bit um and i wasn't you know and then you know even when lorraine is like stepping out looking for him you know the first thing is like well the van's still there because he didn't even make it off the property (laughs) yeah which i think is really important yeah yeah um, I, I I love that first kill too, like how the she just becomes bathed in red because his blood is splashing on the headlights. Mm. The headlights and great. the camera. Yeah. Perfect, man. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that I that was great. 
Uh, that scene is actually also, not only was it visually very appealing, but it's, I, I think, highlights one of my favorite aspects of the movie. I love how they did the score for this because they have a soundtrack uh, with, you know, music from the time period or um, in <laughs> Act Naturally, I think that's actually a little bit pre-70s. Um, yeah. But they had, yeah. like, you know, they had this stellar soundtrack but they had the score running through it all the time. And I love so much in that first scene because they're playing uh, Don't Fear the Reaper, which also is one of those things I think could very easily be uh, like super cheesy, you know? Because mm -hmm. you always yeah. want to play Don't Fear the Reaper in a horror movie. Uh, and this is one of the instances where it worked. Uh, but it cuts out for a little while to play Wee Wee Marie instead, uh, where she does her dance. And yeah. then it fades back into Don't Fear the Reaper. And that score, like all of the ominous scoring and stuff that plays in the backdrop of the rest of the soundtracks, I think was just like amazing. It felt so immersive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also think it had, you know, all that was there. And uh, I think it was, it was powerful because of like it, she, she wants what she wants, uh, Pearl. And, and obviously she's not getting it. And it it's like that that she got that rush, you know, for because she yeah. just kind of lost her shit and kept stabbing and stabbing and stabbing. And you can kind of see her just go and 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 fall into it. And then she gets up and she's looking at her hands. And it's like she she got a taste of her moment right there, in a way. Is, is how I looked at it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because she comes on to him first, she's denied again, uh, she snaps, she goes after him, it feels so visceral. And then that's also, uh, when she goes into the dance also, I, I took very much as a sign that she's feeling younger again, like she's back yeah. in that moment, feeling all the things that she's lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, was, uh, that was a powerful scene, man. I was like, damn, like she, she really... I, I just can't get over how well anytime you've seen any type of gore, even if it was like running over the, the guts of mush, whatever the hell from that cow or like <laughs> anytime you've seen any type of blood, guts, gore, whatever, it was fucking phenomenal. And when she pulled the knife out and the blood squirt out, I was like, dude, that is fucking great, man. And the and, headlight thing was whew, genius. And it was I don't think I've ever seen a movie that can be so over the top and so subtle at the same time. Uh, <laughs> they got me um, with the eyes, you know, you see the, uh, you see, I almost called him RJ. <laughs> you see Wayne's eyes getting poked out uh, and then it cuts away so fast. But then when it cuts back, you see like the full visceral. And then there's a shot after that. I've seen this movie. God knows how many times at this point. Uh, but there's a scene later where he's just laying on the hay and you can see his full eyeball out of the socket. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. It's just hanging yeah. out there in the foreground. That's an entire fucking eyeball right there. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that this time when I watched it. I don't think I saw it in the theaters, but um, I did notice it this time when I watched it. Who did the eyeball better? X or Benny Loves You? Like it was a little more subtle. <laughs> Next. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Um, 
Yeah, man. That that's true. They they kind of like the blood was a little over the top, but it's like it it had purpose. And if it has purpose, it it's is it really over the top? Everything made sense. Everything seemed pretty pretty practical. Nothing, even if it wasn't, it was it wasn't so egregious where you look at it and you're like, ah, that wouldn't happen. Like they they did a great job of that, man. Um. I think the movie is also very quotable, which yeah. I think is fun. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. some good lines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Maxine had some really good lines, I think. I, everyone had good lines in there. but In fact, I did quote this movie. Um, my friend had gotten on <laughs> Xbox that when I was talking to him, and we were bullshitting around a couple times. We went, and I think she is. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, it had its, you know, it had. A little bit of everything. They got me with a jump scare in this fucking thing. Oh, which one got you? When, oh, she, good. when she was running away from the, the house after, you know. Uh, oh, her, yeah. yeah. And oh. she runs into Wayne. I was like, oh, fuck. Where the hell did you come from? Like, <laughs> yeah. And and I think, you know, it was done great. The actual jump scare itself and the whole moment right there. But they got you so invested into what was going on and it's like you know then that comes out of nowhere and that's the and we've talked about it a million times jump scares aren't supposed to be jump scares alone there's supposed to be something before you're supposed to do something after and that's what makes it effective and that this was perfect yeah um i I found myself this and, and this watch fascinated by all the foreshadowing in, in the movie like how everyone's death what no, they two, talk, I, I don't, everyone says something about their death before they die. Yeah, yeah. There were two I couldn't figure out. But um, yeah, so, well, Bobby Lynn, um, who gets eaten by the gator, it, you see her uh, on the side of the strip. She's in the wall. mural. Yeah, she's the one in the mural that's having her bikini pulled down by a gator. Ah. Um, yeah. And then Wayne says at, at some point, he says, oh, if people see what I just saw in there. Their eyes are going to pop out of their head. And he gets stabbed with the pitchfork. He also he's a double whammy because he also has the flat foot line. Yeah. Uh, he says that oh, he yeah. can't go into the yeah. army because of the flat foot. That's right. And then that's right. Um, and Harold talks. Uh, he talks a lot about how Pearl could fall and break her hip. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately how she is. I mean, she gets killed because the truck runs over her head, but you know, <laughs> she can't, she can't get out of the truck's way because she has a broken hip. Um, it, Harold talks a lot about how his heart can't take it. Uh, and then he has a heart attack and dies. Uh, Jackson talks about being shot at by enough farmers when he was in Vietnam. And then he ends up getting shot by Harold. The only two I couldn't figure out were church mouse and RJ. The, yeah. Theirs didn't seem to be foreshadowed, at least not that I caught. I'm, it actually made me want to watch it again. I was hoping to get it in one more time before I watched the movie, but I didn't yeah. find the time. Because uh, I, I was looking for... The only thing I can think of with... Because uh, with Lorraine, she takes the... um. I know it's not how she like dies exactly, but it feels really significant uh, when she takes off the cross necklace. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I thought I had RJ's, but I don't remember what it was off the bat. Another reason to rewatch X. <laughs> yeah, there's well, there's so many little things in there. Like 
Uh, Mikey, you you've only seen it once. Did you notice what it said on the side of their van? No. It says plowing service. <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Wow. Yeah. But that's funny as shit. Well, RJ's could have just been him, like like you mentioned, Cat, how he's pretty much going along. The, I mean, it wasn't the specific to how he died, but you know, he he was pushing homegirl towards the the whole industry and everything, and that's essentially why he left. It was in that situation. Yeah, yeah. This is like a big old oxymoron right there. Yeah, yeah. I just those two. I I had trouble figuring those two out, and I was like, it doesn't make sense to foreshadow everyone else except for these two. And so I, but I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, it was already uh, like into the it movie when i had noticed that they were all kind of because i noticed i think first with wayne and i was like oh that's kind of funny uh and then yeah i noticed with jackson and it's like wait a minute <laughs> so they might have just been before i started uh paying attention for that but it was something that i really appreciated yeah yeah i thought it was fun to kind of it was kind of a fun game to play along with trying to figure it out um I love all the performances in the movie. Um, it's getting praise for that, but I think everybody's fantastic. Um, Mia Goth is getting a bunch of praise for her dual role. Right. Um, you know, um, people I think are impressed with Kid Cudi. I, I think no one knew whether he could act or not. It was kind of like Lady Gaga. We were all like, uh, but he he's great. Uh, but I really think Britney Snow, uh, to me, she steals this movie. She's fantastic. I'm going to be honest with you. Didn't know that mm-hmm. was Kid Cudi until you said something earlier. <laughs> No, oh, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Did yeah, phenomenal. I don't, yeah, it's it's his first horror movie I saw. I don't know if he's been in other movies or not, but he was a lot of fun. Uh, because he was talking. I watched the little behind the scenes thing, and first of all, I did not know that Mia Goth was British. Uh, so that was. Oh, I didn't either. That was alarming. Her voice sounds absolutely <laughs> nothing in the interview, like it did in the. Not only is she British, but she like her voice is a lot higher pitched. Oh, that I would have yeah. thought. Uh, I did a bit of a double take. <laughs> Is it like Hugh Laurie? Like I remember uh, the first time I heard him in an interview, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, probably. That happened to me yeah. with Andrew Lincoln. He started to like, uh, Rick from Walking Dead because you get all this coral, and then I heard right, him yeah. talking. Sound like this? I said, "Whoa!" <laughs> it's amazing how actors can do that. It's fucking wild. Yeah. Uh, but they also. Uh, Ty West was talking about how he wanted everyone as much as possible. There were like two factors that came into casting. He wanted everyone to be breaking some kind of typecasting. And he wanted, he chose people for auditions based off of like what kind of questions they could answer about the movie. Like his one question in the preliminary interview was like, why do you want to be in this? And he just kind of, and Brittany Snow's, uh, she like got the character right off the bat, you know? Yeah. She was like, these are the things that I think are going to make this a really good horror film. And this is why I want to do it. Um, but uh, yeah, Jackson was a lot of fun because he was talking about, uh, why can I only think of uh, Kid Cuddy was a lot of fun because he, was like fangirling a little bit over Jenna Ortega. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's getting a lot of like, plays too because she's like horror's it girl at the moment. 
yeah it was like it was a it was a lot of fun to do this with her and because she's done a lot of horror movies and i had not done a lot of horror movies yeah but uh yeah i, I really think ever i don't think anybody is is bad in this movie at all um did you mikey did you recognize that mia goth was also playing the old lady no i, I also didn't know that either no yeah it's wild the time lapse was also really interesting for her makeup. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah. Uh that was something because I watched the behind the scenes and I watched the time lapse. The other and I was telling you guys about this in the chat, but the other thing that really cracked me up, the other special feature on the Blu-ray, you can watch the farmer's daughters, <laughs> but they have cut out all the sex. <laughs> Who the fuck would they do that for? I don't so you know. can just watch the story, huh? You can just you can watch think. the story of the farmer's daughters, which is both fascinating because you get like extra lines that I'm sure were just cut out of the film, but also it's really weird because you just keep uh-huh. expecting there to be sex and there there never is. Yeah. <laughs> I was just I was curious as to what happened at the end of that movie. We never really saw that. It doesn't get resolved. <laughs> oh man. Always plan for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're all dead. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> mm. I mean, the uh, what uh, shit. Uh, yeah, Mia Goth, what she did, like we said, everything was phenomenal in this movie. There was no bad acting or even close to it. It was all great. But man, that scene when Pearl is in the bed and she wakes up and she's, dude, she fucking killed it. Like, she really, yeah. like, that is. Like that's what I how I expect somebody would act, look, and sound <laughs> in a situation like that. Like she was in my bed, and she was touching me. Like, dude, she just like that was great. Like she was. You gotta, especially in horror movies, you gotta make me believe. You know, you gotta put me in the moment. You gotta make me get lost in what's going on. And man, did she do that! Like especially that scene. It was like holy shit. You say that, but you hated Sharks of the Corn. <laughs> What part of that movie got me lost in anything <laughs> other than maybe Titty Outgirl? You didn't believe in the, the shark cult or whatever it was? No, I did not. No. You don't even remember what it is. No, I barely remember what it is at all. It was a shark cult, wasn't it? Wasn't that the shark cult one? It was, yeah. Okay. See, I'm on it. I know what's going on. Don't try to make me sound dumb. <laughs> well, you just had to ask. <laughs> you were like all offended that he didn't believe it, but then you had to ask if it was a shark cult. <laughs> and you asked me of all people. Yeah, like, oh, fucking stupid. Um, but wait, that was also the one where they wanted Ted Bundy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do we get on that subject? Because of you. <laughs> no. I'm not going to let you ruin my good time tonight, Mikey. How did you guys? Th- feel about um the preacher being maxine's dad that is kind of weak actually yeah um unless they're unless you know they're gonna go somewhere with it i you know ty west has said this is a trilogy it is oh yeah if it's foreshadowing i think it's really incredible and you know what the first time i saw it i wasn't sold on it but the second time, it's like it does kind of tie in the fact that everyone is watching this weird religious cable news show. And second of all, it was very powerful uh, in retrospect. The fact that they both uh, have the line at the same time 
Uh, the, oh, yeah. I will not accept a life that I do not deserve. Because she had been saying that. And then mm-hmm. to hear her say it in tandem with the creepy preacher man. Yeah. But it takes away from him being creepy preacher man. But it also it really explains her attitude toward Lorraine. Yeah. Because yeah. she seems like mm-hmm. a reasonable enough, like pretty open minded person. But she seems to really have a grudge against Lorraine, which afterward, when you know that she was raised in a religious household, and I think it also, it brings a lot more power to the, I've got better places to be than where I came from. hmm Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't hate it. Um, but, it grew you know, on the, me. The preacher guy, like, I, I love that aspect of the of the movie, just showing how that, like, everyone in this area is watching this one preacher guy, you know? <laughs> um, so, it, you know, to me, it just sort of added to the the feel of the movie overall. When the reveal came at the end, I was kind of, I, I didn't hate it, but I was just kind of like, all right, whatever. She was um, also, I, wow, I'm actually just realizing this now. She was also trying to get Wayne to shoot in, like, back in Houston. Like, she also hadn't want, wanted to come to the town that they're in, which makes a lot more sense if she's from that town. Yeah. I have written down here. All right. So, I guess the big thing. Uh, that I'm hearing about this movie, a lot of people are, or a lot of the detractors in the movie are saying, and I don't necessarily disagree with them, is that we probably didn't really need the sex scene between Howard and um, uh, the old lady. What's her name? Pearl. <laughs> Pearl, yeah, that's right, Pearl. Um, you know, and that it's sort of presented in this way of like, ooh, gross, you know? And it kind of takes away from the overall message of the movie. I don't know that I necessarily agree with it, but it does kind of bother me a little bit. Like, it seems maybe we didn't need that. I will say it bothered me more in theater because audiences for sure had that reaction of like, oh, no, we're going to have to see old man. But but watching it at home, first of all, it doesn't feel as gratuitous when you're watching it at home alone. Uh, and not mm. surrounded by strangers or your parents. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, I, so I don't feel like it, it, it wasn't as gratuitous, I don't think, as I necessarily remember it being the first time. It it does also, the way that it's shot, just like with the aerial where she's escaping, mm-hmm. I, I think was kind of thematically appropriate for the movie. But I understand mm-hmm. where they're coming from. Yeah. yeah. Um kills were phenomenal too, by the way. And oh they, yeah. Yeah, they all look yeah. great. Um yeah. the so they did so much foreshadowing for the gator, and I don't know, it just I guess because Maxine had been the one in the water, I really thought that she was going to be the one to face down a gator. Uh mm-hmm. and just the full like teeth clamp to the head. <laughs> was yeah. just like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the kills were, were really good. So, did you guys notice the um, the psycho homage, the the car and the in the in the pond? Mm-mm, I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, it it looks exactly well. I don't know if it looks exactly like, but it looks uh, strikingly similar to the shot in Psycho, where they find Marion's train in the swamp. So yeah, that stood out to me. Uh, it's one of the first things I picked up i think about this movie and i can't believe neither one of you knew it come on yeah i makes me feel like maybe i need to watch psycho again 
But you know what? I'll yeah. watch X again once, just to be sure. <laughs> well, just know that when they find Marion's crane's car, it looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about a lot of the shots that I really liked in this film organically, but the one that we didn't bring up, I love the shot of her driving away at the end. Yeah. Like, I just, that was one of the most satisfying movie sunrises I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, they they did a great job with everything, man. They really truly did. Um, I'm looking to see if I had anything. It's hard when movies are good, it's really hard to to take notes. <laughs> right. Uh <laughs> uh Kid Cuddy standing in front of the old man at the door towards the end. Like just <laughs> fuck balls yeah. out, dick swinging, literally. Yeah. It's like who and I don't know who's balls here like dude we're opening the door and actually talking to him like standing there like that or the old man who doesn't blink an eye at this grown man just <laughs> butt naked standing there like he yeah, acted like yeah. i forgot he was naked i did too yeah and it's like wait a minute wasn't he yep and then i did like swing. a double take when they show the silhouette because it's like wait a minute that looks like oh my god <laughs> yeah 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 he's got to be careful yeah he's got to be careful not to whack his kneecap out of the line <laughs> You understand a little bit more why Lorraine is staring so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck, man, it's just funny as hell. Um, yeah, uh, like, like I said, kills as I had those noted towards the end. Like those are really fucking good. Um, the alligator thing, just it, everything was great. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear my one complaint about X? Yes. Yes. I don't love because they did this in the trailer and then they did it in the opening of the movie too where they go down to the basement and they're both like oh my god and they look like all dramatic mm-hmm. and stuff um it was just like a naked dude <laughs> that was up there yeah. in comparison to all yeah. the violence around i was like i just was waiting for them to be building to something i also i thought it was going to be some kind of like x-shaped torture device just mm-hmm. I, yeah that would have made a lot of sense and it could have been a bigger moment uh i was waiting for him to be just like horrifically mutilated uh and it it just was a dude <laughs> that was like my one letdown of the movie yeah yeah that that's fair and like in the grand scheme of things it's a small complaint but they did tease it in the trailer also and then it was very yeah. anticlimactic to everything else that was going on yeah yeah that's fair that's fair but yeah, you know, did mm, I could see it? I could see <laughs> it. Like I said, if I had my one thing, it's like like I said earlier on, like it's just you know you need a little something in between. But I think that would have taken away from what they were doing. So you're in a catch twenty two. So that's what I mean. Like if if what you're filling in is good, I'll watch it, and I'm not gonna bitch about it that much either. But yeah, if it yeah. sucks, it's like now I'm just sitting here waiting. Yeah. You know, in a bad mood. So whatever you give me at the end probably is not going to be enough for me to even appreciate because you made me mad for however long. So kudos to them. Need a good story. Need a good story. Uh are you guys who would have thought? Who would have thought what? <laughs> that a good story would make a good movie. Yeah, right? Like this shit. <laughs> Some people just want to throw a fucking tire out there and make it shake, and yeah, well, you got to get there. Come on, come on, work hard. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to portnoy this thing? Like, 
Um, are you guys yeah. ready for scores oh, right, real right, quick? Right. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Humphrey Portnoy yeah. scores? Yes. Uh, when I, I have no trivia because this... it's brand new, so... <laughs> Uh, when I went to see this in theater, it still had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm God sad damn. to say that is no longer the case. Um, but it has a critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes of 95%. It mm. has an audience score of 75%. Wow. Uh, and an IMDb score of 6.6 .6 out of 10. <laughs> damn. Uh, wow. When I was looking for reviews, a lot of people on IMDb made me surprised that it got the full 6.6 because .6 people did not like it in the reviews. Really? <laughs> the IMDb reviews were not kind to X. Oh, wow. Over there. Uh, but I did find uh, uh, two review excerpts, uh, one from just a couple of days ago. Uh, there's more sincerity in a good porn film. <laughs> wow. Damn. Yeah, uh, that is from Eric Estrada from Cinegrage. Hey, Eric Estrada. No, <laughs> no. Eric, Eric Estrada is writing reviews for Cinegrage. <laughs> I'm sure it's the same Eric Estrada. <laughs> yeah. All from Grace. I will tell you what, there is only one Eric Estrada. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the good review, a lubricated and bloody nightmare where desire, pain, coitus, and murder are inseparable parts of the same basic animal, uh, of the same basic act, animal, and profoundly human. And that is from Fausto Fernandez at Photogramas. I don't like that guy. <laughs> I don't like anybody who uses the word coitus. Uh, what i i don't uh, i don't know people people have their opinions man I, I i just don't get why people like what do you get from posting stuff on imdb like i i didn't even know you could post reviews and stuff <laughs> yeah. on IMDb. and they yeah. act like they're writing for the fucking new york post or something so <laughs> At least it wasn't that one guy. Yeah. Oh. Remember him? Right? That guy where he's like, yeah, the, the guy. Pretentious like, nature of the human condition, yeah. man. Life is like a bag of beans, and you <laughs> what? So, uh, he was the one with you getting the candy bar for butt. For yeah, 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 yeah. Are there any more reviews, Ken? Or that was. That was it. That was okay. uh, where my two. Robert, either one of those getting the candy bar treatment? No, no, no uh, none of them were that bad. Okay. Yeah. Not even the one that said coitus. <laughs> yeah, I do not like, I don't care for that, but. Will, will you fart bad. on a candy bar for him? Only a baby roof. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> Only a baby roof. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised it's that low, though. Of, of I was really from, surprised you know. on IMDb that people were. I, I thought this was going to be another one, especially when I saw the 95% critic review. I was yeah. like, I'm going to have another tough time finding bad reviews for this. But IMDb is just full of them. People fucking hated this on IMDb. <laughs> uh, the, so the most uh, helpful review, the title for it is Overhyped and Pretty Dumb. <laughs> Hey, right. Overhype a letter. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Um, also, one that pissed me off personally, someone, I don't, don't have the review in front of me, but someone did say uh, on IMDb that it didn't live up to other A24 films, which I took personal <laughs> offense to. <laughs> yeah, it's easily as good as The Lighthouse. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're looking to Portnoy this thing? I am, uh, yeah. yeah, who wants to go first? I'm scared to hear cats. Um, <laughs> Rob, where are you putting As this? well you should be. Uh, I like this movie a lot. It is currently um, my number one best movie and favorite movie of uh, the year. Um, and it held up uh, really well in the rewatch. I give it a 9.1. God damn. <laughs> also, by the way, I guess that means I lost my bet with you, huh? About that Scream 5 movie not being dethroned as the best horror movie. Oh, ever. yeah, yeah. Yeah, got knocked off. Yeah. Oh yeah, scream! I feel really bad. I'm scared at this rate that Scream Five isn't gonna be on my list of like top five movies of the year. Like they're know. knocking it out of the park. We'll fight about that another time. Um, we're we're, we're Catherine, <laughs> Catherine Eleanor Valor. <laughs> <laughs> top five horror movies for sure, but like top five because. The Nicolas Cage thing was really good, and Everything oh, Everywhere was really good. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I've got right now, overall, I have Scream as my number five of the year. E- I think for me, Scream 5 beats out Northman, but I also haven't seen Men yet. So. Oh, well, yeah, Men doesn't even come close. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. Another I have. The, masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. I have the uh, unbearable weight of massive talent, everything, everywhere, all at once, in the north ahead of it, along with X. I think I think Five Cream beats out Northman for me, and I think everything, everywhere beats out uh, massive weight of unbearable talent. But they're mm. they're all so close this year. Like, yeah, it's been, oh. man, it's been a challenge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not often I get to hear somebody be wrong twice in the same sentence. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> Damn. Oh, wow. <laughs> he just came right out there with that one, didn't he? Um, all right. Anyway, um, I don't know what to, what to give this thing, man. Uh what did I give it? 9.1? 9.1. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um <laughs> I, I was looking at the the list to see what I gave uh uh last week, and I mm-hmm. <laughs> I seen eight point nine. And I looked across to say, what did we do last week? And I, I for some reason, seen Seed of Chucky. I was like, oh, I didn't get yeah. that fucking eight point. <laughs> I got mad at like myself. Mm. Uh, yeah. We'd all be mad at you for that. Are you looking at the spreadsheet that only you and Cat are allowed to access? I'm giving you, I'm looking at the spreadsheet that you also have access to. You probably just can't find or don't know how to use. <laughs> so that seems unlikely. Mm. Don't be better, Rob. Greg also has access to it. Jesus, that'd be <laughs> fucked up. He'd just go in changing our scores of what he thinks they should be. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't change these scores or anything, but I could probably fix the formatting for you guys. Mm-mm, don't touch it. All right, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with an 8.8. And I had it at an 8.9, but I gave 8.9 to uh, Return of Living Dead last week, and... I just didn't feel right doing that because as much as I like this movie, I really am going to knock it a little bit for, you know, as far as the score, 
for it taking a little too long to to get to what it had to do. Although I enjoyed what they were doing in between, you know, but uh, that you, you got to lose a couple points for that. And that's really it. So 8.8. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're going to be afraid to hear my score. I, <laughs> I, I'm going to give this a 9.8. Sheehoo. Uh, I thought I was so excited. I've been watching this movie so much and I was so excited to watch it again. I just had the time of my life. I came out of it wanting to give it a 10, but uh, trying to be objective, I knocked uh, I knocked a point off for old man butt and I knocked a point off because <laughs> that thing with the X bothers me. The guy in the basement should have yeah. been a tortured X. Uh, <laughs> I'll take a point off for that as well, but it's. This is very close to a perfect horror movie for me. It it hits all the stuff that I wanted it to hit. Uh, there were surprises. It's fun. It's very rewatchable. I love this movie. She said, oh, that is, I think that's what I gave Zodiac. That's high. I, I like this more than I like Zodiac. That might be the highest score ever given for Portno. You, Rob, gave Zodiac a 9.7. Oh, okay. I apparently like X more than Rob likes Zodiac also. (laughs) And Kat gave bad CGI sharks. I still can't (laughs) fucking believe it. A bad CGI sharks for a B-movie score, to be fair, a (laughs) 9.5. Kat does drugs, apparently, while we record this show. That's everything I want a B-movie to do. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I mean, she gave Jack Frost a 10, though. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Yes, she gave Jack Frost a 10. (laughs) But other than that, they had, nobody has given anything <laughs> higher than a 9.7 until now. Huh. Look at Cat. Jeez. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah. obviously, this is Slash Radio approved. This is the highest Slash Radio approved movie we've ever had. Uh, approved at a 9.2. Wow. Damn. Cat dragged this thing <laughs> to a nine. Yeah. I was really. Re- well, no, Rob gave it a 9.1. It was already at a nine. Well, yeah, but, but you made sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. I will say I was really. I was a little bit nervous to do the Portnoy because I. I thought that this was going to be, I thought I was going to be further away. I was worried Mikey wasn't going to like this just out of spite. And. Huh. <laughs> what? Because you. In my defense, I didn't think that. I thought this was going to be a fun movie, and then you <laughs> texted, you sent me a message that was like, "It's horrible." Oh yeah, was and then I had to start worrying about it. Um, I would love and to I didn't see know if your I was, face. I I didn't know if I was going to be the only one in the nines for this. I was a little bit worried. Yeah, right around there. What was your reaction when I said that? For everyone listening, I told Kat I was so mad. that uh, I, it was terrible. She, but I hadn't watched it yet. I was messing with like she. Like, I could just imagine the frustrated look that you had on. I was putting on boxing gloves. I was, like, getting ready to come down there. But... No, we're all in the... the, I I don't get mad at, you know, or or bitch about, like, Black Christmas. You know, 9.7s were given out for that, too. And, you know, when a movie deserves it, I'm fine. But when a a movie like Bad CGI Sharks (laughs) gets a 9.5... On the B-movie scale. Still. It's no Jack Frost. <laughs> Even you guys well, no, Jack Frost. I mean, that was a 10.0 in the critical score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> we would have had to score that movie so damn high to get it to prove. Even with a 10 in there. That was wild. 
Um, yeah, looking at these Portnoy's are funny. We have to do a Portnoy. Maybe next week. I forget where we left off on the Portnoy reviews. I don't know. We kind of talked about it in depth last week. Uh, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, Portnoy is always fun to look at. It's a shame you don't know how to use the spreadsheet, Rob. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's not. It's not that. But you hid it from me. And in the apocalypse, cat. You guys gave that up. That's another one. I was. What is wrong with you guys? Why are we so lopsided with these scores? What? What did I do? And in the apocalypse. You know what you did. Okay. <laughs> Rob gave it a seven point seven. Cat, you gave it an eight point two, and I gave it a four point three. And in the apocalypse was great. Yeah, four point three is really low for that movie. That that mm-hmm. might be a you problem. Yeah, that G word. And I feel about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't. I, I, man, I I understand what you were talking about now, Cat, with the whole Texas Chainsaw thing. So many things you mentioned about this movie, both of you. It makes sense now. And you know, it, it kind of. I would love to see uh, Ty West go just full on slasher, eighty slasher, and see what he could do. Yeah, I bet he could do great. Me too. Yeah. And he would make it look like it was made in the 80s, too. That's the yeah. fucking key, man. The, like, the Friday the 13th movie is like, what the hell are you doing? And that that five-second scene where she was on that dock looked better than anything, well, almost anything. The, that show pony scene in the Friday the 13th remake. Other than that, <laughs> it looked better than anything in that movie. In just that small little window. He was able to capture that feel and everything. It was like super impressive. Yeah. Her death was supposed to go different. Was it? Um, yeah, originally as it was written, she was gonna keep trying to swim out, you know, away from Jason and out of the out of the lake. But he was he was following her along the banks of the lake, just walking along. And so <laughs> she couldn't she couldn't get away from him and eventually she just got too tired and she drowned. I'm surprised they didn't do that. I think that um I think I heard they cut it because it was it, while it was they thought it was a really cool scene and a cool death. They, it was kind of slow, you know. Yeah, a lot of um, in that movie. Yeah, but I mean, that sounds to me like it would have been cool. Would have been, I mean, it would have been cooler than what they did. I think. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, yeah, guys, uh, that that's X. How do you feel, Kat? You got it all out. I feel better. I I feel <laughs> relieved. <laughs> Uh, head over to SlasherRadio.com while you still can. Uh, it is still up. You can still list all of our articles, episodes, interviews. Uh, go check that out. Patreon.com forward slash SlasherRadio. We talked about it earlier in the show. Please support the show. Like, come on now. Uh, tier starting as low as $3 a month. $6 a month gets you the Lord Humphrey um, shit. Audio Entertainment Network. And uh, I mean, imagine you're paying that. I mean, you're going to get advice on Sexy Time with Rob. It'll change your life. It is one of the more popular shows on the network. Yeah. I mean, not, it may not change it for the better, but it will change your life. It's changed my life, not for the better. So. <laughs> Cat now lives in fear that Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy is going to <laughs> one day hear it. Like, Rate of thrust, huh? <laughs> That's scary. Uh, that is yeah. scary. So head over there, check it out, support the show, please. And. Uh, we're on Twitter at slash radio, and I'm at Mike. He's dead. So that's it, Rob. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Radio Rob One Two Three, and you can listen to my other show, This Horror Life, wherever you are listening to Slasher Radio. Uh, so no more thought went into that mascot thing, huh? 
No, 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 no. Never brought up. No. <laughs> never brought up. I'm pretty sure I brought it up last week, though. Uh, no, not but not in this or life meeting, so it was oh. not addressed. Oh. Yeah. Maybe you bring it up next week. No, nah, uh, well, I'll see. <laughs> okay. uh, doesn't sound very promising. Kat, what about you? Where do they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour, V-O-L-E-U-R. You can also check out Drabble Dark uh, 2 from Amazon. It is edited by Eric Fomley, and I am in it. It's a book. Holy shit. I feel uh, like I always have to clarify when things are books on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say, you had me until you said book. It's a, it's a book. Yeah. Awesome. Wait, so hold you'll on. Sell, you'll sell more if you don't tell people that's what it is. Catches drop shit. Like, this is the first time we're hearing of this, too. <laughs> it's, like, well, it's, it's really I funny. Oh, when I got my contributor copy in the mail, uh, I took a picture of it, and I was going to tag Rob because he yelled at me last time, and then it was like, it's going to be a lot funnier if he doesn't know. <laughs> and yeah. I know he's not going to be checking Twitter because he's at a fish concert all weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never, you never share any of that kind of... Like, I, I wait for the weekend, like, we're doing this show, and Mikey asks for the plug, and you're like, and my new movie will be in theaters yeah, on March right. 31st, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's funny. Uh, all right. Uh, we will be back next week, guys. And uh, we don't know what we're doing next week again. So uh, check us out. <laughs> back, on back to our old ways. Yeah, right. <laughs> that being prepared and being a real show shit was good while it lasted. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, good night from Slasher Radio. All the best with Slasher Radio Podcast.